Well, James, as you know, 32 days ago, I got back from Argentina right into the eye of the storm here. And since then, I actually haven't been into central London because I live about 45 minutes from the real centre of the city. Uh, But today, for a very legitimate reason, I did go into central London. And honestly, I'm very, it's very rare for me to be lost for words, James, right? Like, I'm a talker, you're, you're a talker. But honestly... I'm lost for words trying to describe it. It was genuinely genuinely one of the most surreal days of my entire life. It was, I don't want to get too emotional, but it was, it was very, I found it very moving, very beautiful, very peaceful, and also undeniably a, a little bit sad as well. I mean, it was, I, I know we've all seen kind of the images and the videos on mainstream media of central London and indeed of, of plenty of big cities around the world. But to actually be there and see it and feel it and feel that the air was that much cleaner and the traffic noise just wasn't there and the planes overhead you couldn't hear them was I found it absolutely astonishing I really did and um but I'd be at the same time James I'd be lying if I said I've never seen London like that because I said to you actually just off pod just before we started recording that Mm. if you if you don't it's basically Today felt like London at four in the morning on a Tuesday. If you've ever had that pleasure to be to be meandering through Zone One at four a.m. on a Tuesday, and and it's there are people, there are one or two people, you know. Uh, it's the it's the strange souls. Unfortunately, it's the homeless community. There's the odd police officer, the odd shift worker. But this was, I mean, there were very very few human beings in Central London. And it really did feel like that kind of situation, except for the fact that it was a beautiful spring day and a huge blue sky overhead. And I, I didn't expect to be quite shocked by today, but I was. I found it. I found it actually nearly overwhelming. I thought it was absolutely incredible. I know James, you live slightly, slightly closer to the centre of the city, but for me, from where I am and my kind of community in this part of Southwest London, it, it just felt like a totally different atmosphere and a, a totally different feeling. It really did. Yeah, it's like Red Eye London in daylight. I couldn't have explained it better myself. And I mentioned on the pod a couple of weeks ago that for the first time I ran into the centre of town because it's quite near to where I am. And I also was just completely Mm. flabbergasted by it. And yeah, you put words to it really beautifully, man. It's like very mixed cocktail of emotions, really. Because on the one hand... It feels like a real privilege to see London like that in the daytime because barring something like this happening again, it will just like never never happen again. Not even just in our lifetimes, but like just won't happen again that London's that empty during the daytime. And also like I feel like somehow it really brings up quite how crazy this situation Mm. is, especially seeing some of the big sites like last week, my run took me through Trafalgar Square and other than a police car across the square, there were moments where I was the only person in the whole square, which is just like no amount of money in the world could buy you that experience. Like if you were Jeff Bezos trying to book a concierge private tour of London, your fortune couldn't afford you that. And yet that was me last week. So it's like a real privilege to experience it. But it's also quite like jarring, I think, as an experience too. And I think kind of all journeys around town have been like that for me recently, you know? Yeah, I 
I've said numerous times on this podcast, James, that for me, hanging around and pottering around my local area has actually felt really reassuring because I don't see any panic. I see a sense of calm. I see a sense of people pretty much kind of carrying on. Obviously, there's there's the there's the visible exceptions, but. I actually found it very unnerving being in central London today because, as you say, whilst it is astonishing and beautiful, it is unnerving because it is like, wow, okay, this is different. This is very different. And as you say, I mean, James, if if a film, you know, if you want to empty central London for, for a movie, right, for a Hollywood movie, as you say, you... You know, you probably pay about 10 million quid a second to do it, right? So to walk through Trafalgar Square, as I did today and you have done recently, and just have Trafalgar Square to yourself is the nuttiest experience uh, I've I've had in a long, long time. Uh, and like, listen, I had a legitimate reason to be there, actually. But, uh, you know, it's uh, I wouldn't encourage anyone to do it unnecessarily because you don't need to. But I, I, I would never forget today for the rest of my life. That's That's honest. Me to you. ending our happy ending that is coronavirus kindness which today there was only one story that could have this lot today Dave it is of course the 99 year old war veteran who set out to walk a hundred lengths of his back garden before his 100th birthday Captain Tom Moore from Cayley in Yorkshire initially planned to raise a thousand pounds for the NHS through the challenge but he has already raised more than three thousand pounds wow sorry hang on (laughs) he has already raised more than three million (laughs) i was impressed at three thousand james so three million you blow me away i mean three grand is still an awful lot of money three million pounds is something else I'm undersold Captain Tom there. He launched, I mean, it's such a large amount of money, you can barely believe it. He launched a campaign on the 8th of April and it's already hit the three million pound target. And Captain Tom Moore said, it's unbelievable, isn't it? But when you think who it's for and they're also brave, I think they deserve every penny of it. Well, Tom, you're definitely my isolation inspiration today, and I'm sure all of our loyal listeners too. London Coronavirus Podcast. We will end London Coronavirus Podcast today, as we do every single day, with a quote, something to tee you up for the day and night to come. And James, today I was thinking a lot about London. And I was thinking mm. as I walked through it today about how important this city is. And I know a lot of Londoners throughout this process have sent me messages saying, oh, when all this is done, I'm finished with London. I'm going to move to the countryside or I'm going to go and eat olives in Greece for the next five years <laughs> and just read books in the sunshine. And, you know, I don't want to be part of big city life anymore. And I, I understand people reacting to the situation in that way. But I personally have gone the other way. And I just feel like London's so important to me like at this point in my life and being in the city through good and bad, is super important. And, and yeah, I found that, I surprised myself actually slightly with how I felt that and how connected I felt to the city. And especially walking around today and just seeing the good and the bad and the sad, uh, it, it landed me on this quote, James, that uh, came from a non, as maybe some of the best quotes do. A bad day in London is still better than a good day anywhere else. Yeah.